This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 625. Make sure you check out our website, MarkingOut.com. Listen to the podcast over on Spotify and wherever else you may be subscribed. Buy a t-shirt over on Pro Wrestling Tees. Give us a like over on Facebook. Give us a follow over on Instagram, over on Twitter, over on Twitch, and over yonder. Make sure that you subscribe to YouTube. But, that being said, I am Dave the Rave, and I am here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. Did you say TikTok? Oh, how could I ever forget about TikTok? <laughs> Tell me more about TikTok. Why should they follow us? At marking out on TikTok, blowing up, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. That's I'm how just it kidding. is. That's, no, no, he's not kidding. We need and more go followers. make sure that you follow us so this way you find out why he is not kidding. So but how, we got how, your uh, we got your wrestling and your Disney needs over there and, and your food. and Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know every single reason why you tune into this podcast. Yeah, so, we're more than a podcast. That's why we're the online listening experience. That's right. You know, that's what it's all about, brother, brother. You know, that's well, what it's is, all about. How about yourself? How are you doing? How are you I'm doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a great episode. You know, we got Chris joining a bit later. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, but it was a great week. It was a busy week. You know, it was a busy week. We had our... Um, our students sit for the NPTE this week for physical therapy for the licensure exam. And that's always a stressful uh, a stressful time for all of the students. So, of course, the phones are off the hook. The messages are incoming. The support system is uh, incredible and has to maintain that way. So it, it was just uh, a lot of work um, from all ends but overall, they sat for the exam. They kicked this exam's butt, finding out results next week. And so looking how do you know they kicked it, its butt? You know, we, yo, you got to anticipate that positivity. I'd fail. Always got to anticipate. I would fail every you single gotta... one of them. <laughs> I love it. Reser- reverse psychology. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So they find out next week. Uh, but we right now are gearing up for the uh, the April cohort. We're gonna start classes for the introduction class on February 9th. It's a free introduction class, Brandon. So if you are interested in uh, physical therapy and need to prepare for the, your board exam, check out NPTE Final Frontier in a. Uh, you could join. You could, you could watch uh, me in action over there for free at I'll, the introduction class. But I'll give that yeah. a big orange Cassidy thumbs up. <laughs> um, yeah, so got that going on, and then planning for uh, San Diego. Going to be going to San Diego at the end of February. Looking forward to that. Now, is it true that you're going to be called Comic Con while you're there? 
It is true. I don't I know. Did who... one of those stupid Dave jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the only no problem is, is that I go with them. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is. It is true, though. You know, um, it is true. Who told you that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it and scene. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to California? Nope. Would you? Do you have any interest to go? I mean, yeah, I would guess Disney. I want to go to yeah. California. I guess Disney, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. um, we're actually, let's see. Uh, so I'm going for APTA CSM, which is a physical therapy convention and a really huge, great event. So I'm going to be going there for a full uh, Sunday to Sunday, where I'm really only going to have a one free day to do anything I want on that Monday. And then on that Tuesday, I start pre-conference lectures and then uh so that's Tuesday, Wednesday pre-conference lectures for a LAMP leadership course that I'm taking. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is going to be – no, I'm sorry. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is going to be the conference. And then Sunday I head back to uh, good old New York. Well, we so, know what you got to do on that free day. Yeah, yeah. Gotta dial gonna, up the 619. Yeah. Going to go 619 style. Uh, going to probably go to the uh, San Diego Zoo, hit a 619 and a Komodo Dragon. Um, no, don't gonna be say interesting. that. No, I shouldn't say that. I am gonna. I, I mean, if I did even attempt to do that, a Komodo dragon. I mean, are you familiar with Komodo dragons? Uh, I've seen them. Are you gonna say that you would lose to a Komodo dragon? Uh, yes, easily. You've never seen a Komodo dragon. I, I have, but I don't know if. Like, seen... I understand the size of them, but are they ones to eat humans? Yeah, yeah. In uh, where are they? Um, not uh. I forgot where they are located, but they're heavily dominated. Indonesia. They're heavily dominated. Occasionally they attack and bite humans. But you do not want to get bit by them because the amount of bacteria that they have growing in their mouth will kill you. Sometimes consume human corpses digging up bodies from shallow graves. You see? And they have a third eye. Why don't they stick to insects? They have a third eye as well. That detects uh, shadows. That's disgusting. On, uh, above their head, I did a report on them as a kid. What are they? A Tesla? <laughs> Might as well be in California, but yeah, no, I'm going to go to the San Diego Zoo because I definitely want to see Komodo dragons. I'm a uh, really looking forward to it. So, if anybody has suggestions to check out in San Diego, make sure that you uh, send us a good old uh, a tweet or leave a comment on the website. You know, isn't that? But, uh... They have that uh, Balboa Park out there or something? Yeah, yeah. Apparently the hotel is right, uh, very close to there. I have to look up more about Balboa Park. I'm not too familiar with it, but um, I think in two years. Next year it's going to be in uh, Boston. And then the year after, I think they go back to California for Anaheim. Or in three years, it's Anaheim. And that's when I'm going to definitely 100% go to Disney. 100%. But, yeah, so that is my week, and now we're uh, just gearing up for Royal Rumble, which I'm looking forward to, but what about you? You're not going to go to Petco? Petco? No, no, no. Why would I go to Petco? (laughs) Petco Park. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Um, No, no, they won't be open. I mean, if they were doing tours, maybe I would look into it, but... Yeah, I still have to put together a list and everything like that. And then Dan's going to be coming in 
uh, to town. So me, Dan, Chris, and Sal, uh, and whoever else joins are probably going to meet up and hang out. So it's going to be a good time. But hey, Brandon, what about you? How was your week? I went to a restaurant that I hadn't been to in years on Saturday. Cheesecake Factory? And I, no. And I really, <laughs> I wasn't ever a fan of the place, but my Nana wanted the muscles from there. So we went there and I went in knowing what I was going to get. And I ended up getting bamboozled because it turns out they had a special brunch menu only. No. So I had to start from scratch. Yeah, I ended up getting a steak panini, which wasn't bad, but... Steak was, panini sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was just like really loud in there and filled with people drinking unlimited brunch drinks. So, uh huh. It's not, uh, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. I enjoyed my food and experience. They gave muffins at the start, which was nice, even though they were blueberry muffins. I'm more of a chocolate chip muffin guy. I like them all. I'm always good for a cornbread muffin, too. What about you? For which? Cornbread. No, it really depends. I like, I don't really like that many cornbreads that I've eaten over the years. Like Jiffy, I think is disgusting. Okay, is it, is it Jiffy? That's what I makes think so. It? Yeah, I believe so. Um, but Disney World has really good cornbread. Huh. So, I would never, I would never guess that at all. Yeah. Huh. In different Very locations cool. too. Interesting. Interesting. But outside of that, I watched the craziness that was the closing of Disney World Splash Mountain from yeah, home, obviously. So what? It's the deal. Um, and it's crazy because, like, the wait times was always, it was always, like, three hours. Mm-hmm. And on the last day, the park officially closed at 11 p.m., but the last riders maybe went down around, like, 1245 or so a.m. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty crazy, but... Uh, so it's officially, like, done-done? Yeah. I mean, wow. here at least. It's still open in Disneyland right now, but it's going to be closing over there as well. And uh, Tokyo, they're just down for refurbishment. They're not closing it, which I don't understand why, but... So they're just going to be... So they're closing it in all parks. Except for Tokyo. Except Yeah, except for Tokyo. And in all parks, it's literally just Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And they're going but... to be opening up the... Uh... What is it? Um, Princess and the Frog. Yeah, for both of them, same thing? Yeah. Huh. But it was cool because I was watching it and like people just stayed in giant groups and cheered each log as they went down. So I thought that was like a cool thing. Uh-huh. But it's crazy because I thought that I hadn't gone on. I thought the very first time I went on Splash Mountain was 2017. Mm-hmm. But I was going through my pictures and apparently the first time I went on was September 2018. And it was only two other times since then, which I would have thought would have been like more times. Uh huh. But I think it's maybe because I've seen so many videos of the actual ride, it felt like more. Okay. And I guess I didn't have anyone to hold like my my stuff while I was at the park most often times, so I that's why I wouldn't have gone gone on by myself. Yeah. But had it not been for Verizon making me get an iPhone this past last year, I should say. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had any pictures or videos from inside there, so. Yeah, 
That that phone really changed everything for you. It really did. <laughs> it <laughs> like still sucks you were... like holding it and typing on it, but yeah, it definitely uh Yeah, because out. I mean if you think about it, you were against upgrading your phone for so long. Um but then since you got it, you've been taking all of these these pictures and videos and everything a lot more than usual, it seems. Yeah. But I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and I hope it doesn't disappoint because I know it'll be the same ride track, just different theming. So uh-huh. it should still be fun, but I'm worried on how they're going to be retheming it. Like, okay. Maelstrom was rethemed to Frozen Ever After, and it's like you can tell it's the same track, but it looks completely different inside. So uh-huh. hopefully, it's more of that and. Uh, Less of like, oh, we're just going to repaint it and do new characters or something like that. Yeah. Like, I have what I think it'll look like in my mind, so hopefully it's close to that, where it's like a ton of fireflies and stars worked into the ride on the inside and the outside. That's what... I, I've never seen the movie. Yeah. But I know it enough to know that it's very, like, Louisiana-based and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so it's I would weird assume that the inside... Yeah, have that, and it's weird because Splash Mountain in Disney World is themed to the land it's in, and then Splash Mountain in Disneyland is themed to the land that it's in. Mm-hmm. So it's like it it fits in completely in Disneyland. Yeah, because it's in um um near Critter Country, mm-hmm. which is is right next to um. What is it called? I can't think of what it's called right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's right next to it. Um, New Orleans Square. Hmm. I, I could be completely mis- mistaken on that, but I think it's right near New Orleans Square where it would fit in. Mm-hmm. But in Magic Kingdom, it's in Frontierland. So it doesn't really fit that theme. Mm-hmm. But I like because they, they would change the, the sounding of the songs from each land also that's pretty cool yeah so what's what's the deal with this ebay fiasco now did you is it true that you put a bid on for some (laughs) water yeah i put a bid on it people it's so gross people are selling water from the ride on on ebay but i think it came out somewhat recently that people were drinking the the ride water as well oh no Obviously not a huge group of people, but, like, how dumb do you have to be to drink any ride water? Yeah, that does not sound uh, healthy at all. I mean, I I heard on the radio that they were going, that what? They were selling on eBay from $10 all the way up to $10,000. Yeah. For water. $10,000. That's Splash insane. Splash Mountain water. Let's see if anything's sold. Actually, that's a good idea. What actually has sold? Not $35. Somebody bought a jar of genuine last day Splash Mountain $35 plus shipping. Somebody bought uh, last running in a bag of water for $5. Somebody bought... Um, well, this says it says uh, I need need to pay for my vet bill so please buy it it was 20 bucks a thousand dollars or best offer accepted was uh 
I think the best offer was accepted. I don't know what the best offer was, but uh-huh. So it's around the the range of 25, 20. Huh. 3750. That's crazy. I guess depending on the side. What? Uh-oh. Somebody paid $103 for it. <laughs> no way. That's so goofy, man. $103? Yeah. Hundred three sixty seven plus plus eleven dollars shipping. What's wrong with people? Why a hundred and seventeen dollars? That got twenty five bids. Why? What makes one water sample different from the other? Maybe the size. Uh huh. And also maybe the the that it was like the first one up or something. The first one up uh, appears to have sold for twenty dollars, though. So maybe mm. not. Or no, no. The first one up was thirty four ninety five, and then the second one up was one hundred seventeen. But it's the same picture they're using, mm-hmm. and it's I'm assuming it's the same seller. Yeah, it's the same seller. That's gross. Don't drink ride water. No. Yeah. Please don't drink the water. You know that's like. And you're literally not supposed to stick your hands in the. <laughs> In the water as is, so. Oh, and that, that's not even the grossest. Well, no, the grossest thing would be drinking the water. People would, would put their feet in the water. That why? I remember that became big on, on social media. But why? I have no clue. It smells like chemicals, so I don't know why you'd even think about drinking it in the first place. Like, what's so special about this? I drank water at Disney World. Brother, you can go to any uh, quick service and get free water, and they'll give it to you. It's actual yeah. drinking water. I mean, it's I don't get gross. it. Yeah, that's disgusting. But yeah, but yeah, here's to uh, Tiana's Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and I hope they put a, a Zeppeli place in next door. There's like a restaurant, or not a restaurant, but like a snack mm-hmm. shack there that's like always closed. It seems. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could start selling Zeppelis and have some sort of like princess and the frog themed like lemonade or something. That would be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would be pretty interesting to maybe make sure. it fit a little bit more. Like, hey, we have the Bayou over here; it doesn't quite fit, but here's mm-hmm. something that goes along with it. Yeah, it definitely needs to be something that goes along with it. You know, but. Talking about going along with it, let's get on to some pro wrestling talk, sports entertainment, same thing. It is called Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Opened with somebody who I definitely associate with Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart. Yeah, I mean, when you think Raw, you automatically think of Hulk Hogan era. Right. Not to say Hulk Hogan hasn't had moments on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, no. But I certainly don't associate him with Monday Night Raw. But yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I like. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, fast forward to like two thousand two and everything, the NWO and all that. Him and and Rock when they were face to face, that was a big moment. Yeah, I mean, even back when he was um, back in like ninety three, he was on and everything like that, but. Even still, for the majority of Monday Night Raw, he wasn't there. No. 
And if I'm not mistaken, what was Monday's date? Monday's date was the 23rd. Um, January 23rd. When did that Hulk Hogan thing with uh, Iron Sheik happen? That was January 23rd. Why didn't they do anything with that? <laughs> the year Hulk, I don't know. The, the day Hulkamania was born was that's January good, 23rd. That's an interesting uh, thing. But they were off to a fantastic start with the microphone not working even. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a typical like Hulkamania promo. It was nothing special. And then they aired that video package that we spoke about last week. They had Pyro. Throughout the show, they were showing photos of like big moments in Monday Night Raw history. They included Owen Hart, which I liked. Yeah. They didn't omit people from AEW. They had Sting. They had Jericho. Uh, Moxley, Big Show, and, and Brian Danielson, too. Yeah, it was really nice to see some of the inclusions. I mean, for the amount of wrestlers that they have featured on Monday Night Raw, unfortunately, people are bound to be left yeah, They out. could have done a better job, but... Uh, yes, I agree. They could have done a better job, but no matter what, people would have been left out. Unfortunately, there were a lot of notable names that weren't left off. Such as the Dudley Boys, the Bella Twins, um, a lot of the Divas, yeah. uh, Kelly Kelly. Uh, anybody else come to name uh, mind for you? No. That you, but there was a lot of people that didn't. I don't even know. I don't remember them. Sh- they they must have shown a picture of the Steiner brothers, and I just don't remember it. I, f- I thought feel- for sure they would be on, but I feel like I remember seeing Steiner brothers at some point. Mm. Uh, in there, but yeah, uh, a lot of people not featured, and I mean, you had the Bella Twins take to, I think, what was it, TikTok? Or Instagram? Probably Instagram. Yeah, they ended up going live about uh, their annoyance and upset, being upset about it. I mean, they were originally featured to appear on the program too, but then I th- Apparently they removed- they've been doing media this whole past week for Nikki Bella's show for E, which is a WWE produced show as well. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, that was the big topic. It, on. No, it was a hot topic with the, yeah. the women and everything, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Monday Night Raw opened with the trial of Sami Zayn, which was supposed to be a, um, what was it an all generation appreciate acknowledgement ceremony or whatever? Mm-hmm. But then apparently Rikishi got sick and then Afan Sika couldn't make it, which was unfortunate because I was very much so looking forward to seeing Samu on TV. Yeah. But this trial of Sami Zayn I thought was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it opened was up with a, reviews. Yeah. And it opened up with a bunch of ECW chants for Paul Heyman because they were in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman's like, ECW is dead. And I wish the same for Sami Zayn. And then he blamed Sami Zayn. He called him in cahoots, basically, with Kevin Owens since day one. And he played video evidence as to, to prove that. And Sami said that it hurts that Paul thinks like that. And then Roman Reigns yelled at Sami Zayn for not having a defense. And then he called out Solo Sokoa to attack him. 
and he goes to hit him with the Samoan spike. Sami Zayn's just sitting there, ready to take it. Yeah, he wasn't even ready to put up a fight. Last second, man, oh man, playing with my heartstrings, Jey Uso grabs him. Grabs Solo Sokoa, stops him, then plays his own footage. And it was literally every single time that Sami Zayn has helped the bloodline. And Roman, for now, found Sami Zayn to be not guilty. And he told him to finish up Monday Night Raw. And then the next time he wants to see him is at Royal Rumble. Yeah. see if he's really worthy. I mean, let's not forget about the moment of the entire... uh, Where Roman Reigns said, toss up your ones. And everybody tossed up that finger. Yeah. You know, the entire crowd tossed up that finger. Just really, really... The, um, the segment was just beyond fantastic. Yeah, what a hot segment. Unfortunately, the problem with such a hot segment is it did go overtime, apparently. You know? Yeah. Apparently, apparently, accordingly, whoever apparently. reports stuff, uh, it did go over. Which led but to it, the cutting. If this segment of... sucked, then that's like it sucks that it went over. But this was such a good segment that I have no gripes with it going over. I agree with you. I mean, especially when you, I mean, this is the main eventers that you, well, the main event that you're talking about with Roman Reigns' involvement. You know. First match of the evening saw the Usos pick up the victory over the Judgment Day to retain the Tag Team Championships, the Raw Tag Team Championships, which was a good opening match. The referee caught Finn Balor attempting to cheat, and then he got kicked from ringside. So that played a factor into it. Mm. I liked Rhea Ripley. She overheard Kevin Patrick talking about her, and she yelled at him. Because he had called her nervous. Yeah. I so I thought, good. I always like when a wrestler interacts with the commentators like that. Yeah. I mean, but we saw, yeah, we saw Jimmy jump over the top rope and they end up throwing up the X. And when that happened, I'm like, this seems like it's going to be a way to get Sammy into the match. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. We and saw Rhea great. Ripley, but it was great. Rhea Ripley got up on the apron so Damian Priest could choke slam Sammy. Then she eventually got into the ring and Jay stopped himself from hitting her with a super kick. I thought we were going to maybe see Naomi there. Ah. Uh. But that obviously didn't happen. And then Sammy Zayn, Adam Pierce came out and made the match, uh, made it uh, official that Sammy Zayn can swap in like um, Judgment Day had done. Uh huh. So Sami Zayn gets in there. They hit the one D and pick up the victory. But does this make Sami Zayn a tag team champion? Unfortunately, um, I don't think so. Holder, I don't think it is. But no, no, I don't think so at all. I would welcome it, but I don't think so. <laughs> um, throughout the night, they had segments with JBL and Baron Corbin. They were walking backstage at first, and they ran into the Godfather. And Godfather called Corbin a stooge and didn't know who he was, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And then they were trying to get on the list for the poker tournament, and Godfather goes and asks the boss. The boss comes out. It's it's Farouk, Ron Simmons. And he said the same thing as the Godfather basically called Corbin a stooge, and I thought that was really funny. But he ends up paying them off 
to get into the tournament and they go in there play poker it's a bunch of the the locker room guys a bunch of legends were in there and uh you had like Alundra Blaze DDP American Alpha Ted DiBiase at one point and Corbin was on a winning streak and then IRS showed up reminding him to uh pay his, don't forget to pay his taxes and then basically took all his money and I thought that was funny. I like that part yeah, yeah I like I mean I'm a I'm a big mark for money inc you know money incorporated big mark for them especially with i mean that was what i grew up during you know the money incorporated natural disasters that kind of a tag team era so for them to be featured on that i was i was uh marking for that you Did know Alundra blaze have the the women's championship with her she was yep. like i'm keeping this <laughs> i thought that was funny so that yeah. was a a nice way to incorporate all the legends into the the segment there. Yeah. Cuz they were truly like we know that she's friends with DDP and all them. So it's like she's literally sitting there. They're all playing cards with their friends. Yeah. It it made sense. It made uh, sense. We saw LA Knight come out and speak about Bray Wyatt bringing back the Firefly Funhouse from SmackDown last week and living on past glory. So he ends up challenging anybody in the back, I think, to a match. Yeah, I believe it was to a match. And this was awesome because it's always fun on nights like this where um, anything could happen. Where Especially when somebody gets called out and you don't know who's about to step up to the plate. I was well, fully of course, expecting the... it to be Jerry Lawler and having an actual match. I fully okay. expected it to be Jerry Lawler. And then he would get like a, a quick, like bam roasted type of victory over LA Knight. Okay. All right. Well, lights went out and the undertaker's gong went off and the crowd went crazy, but they went even more crazy when the lights went back on and it was the American badass. I think the the motorcycle malfunctioned at first, but I marked the heck out for that. Because when yeah, was the last yeah. time we actually got American Badass? So that was dope. Um, yeah, that I was liked, really uh, cool. L.A. Knight he he brought up Undertaker's comments on the Joe Rogan podcast, calling the locker room soft, and he's like, "I agree with you, I agree with you." And then he <laughs> ends up leaving to give uh, Undertaker a break. But Bray Wyatt's theme played, and he shows up behind him, which pushes L.A. Knight back to the ring. And Undertaker ends up choking L.A. Knight, but lets him go and pushes him into Bray Wyatt to get the sister Abigail. And then then Undertaker whispered something into Bray Wyatt's ear and left. Yeah, yeah, he stepped right up to Bray Wyatt and says something and walked away. Um Nobody knows what was said, but Bray Wyatt later on tweeted out saying how, um, I don't know the exact words, but he said something in the, around the, the whatever happened that it justified everything that has taken place and him just being unique and accepted and never conforming to anybody else and just being himself and how it really meant a lot to him. You and think then, maybe, maybe Undertaker tweeted, uh, not tweeted, Whispered that he, he's going to be selling some water from Splash Mountain. It's very possible that he <laughs> gave him some inside information about where to get some of them at a good price. Um, but then Undertaker did respond to him on Twitter saying uh, that he respected him. 
you know? I thought Taker tweeted first. No, no, no. Bray, Bray went first, and then Taker responded to him. Hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, that was, was another very, um, another good use of a legend there. Oh, 100%. 100%. Here, so he said... White said, This moment justified a lifetime of sacrifices for me, a, a lifetime of people treating my uniqueness like it was a disease. Through all the bad times, I never changed myself to fit anyone's narrative. I'm proud of that. Thank you, Taker. Hashtag suck it, LA night. And then Undertaker responded to him, respect is earned. So, yeah. very, very cool moment. That's a big, um, big segment for LA night to be part of. 100%, for sure. Uh, next up, you had a match that both of us were really looking forward to. It was supposed to be the steel cage match of Bailey taking on Becky Lynch, but that didn't go to plan. Yes, they uh, we ended up seeing damage control attack Becky Lynch before the match, and then lock themselves in the steel cage with Becky Lynch. Adam Pierce was pissed, but I was definitely pumped for this match. But I'm okay with what went down. People can complain about how there wasn't a match, but I think damage control looked very strong coming out of this segment. I I do. Okay, so I'm really upset that we didn't get that match. It sucks that now they, they just did... they owe us. They owe us one. I agree. I I think that it sucks <laughs> that they cut a steel cage match because that this was going to be an awesome match, and it sucks that it got cut because the Roman Reigns segment went allegedly over. Um. But they also justify it. I mean, storyline-wise, the justification of damage control getting one up on Becky Lynch and her kind of like falling right into their trap of putting her in a steel cage with nobody to help her and nothing to do, making right. her helpless, and Becky leaving Becky Lynch there crying in the middle of the ring. I mean, that that's written perfectly for them. And we know... You know we know that, well, we don't know that Becky Lynch or Damage Control are in the Royal Rumble, but a Royal Rumble is every woman for themselves. Yeah. So, she didn't have any friends on Monday Night Raw. If she's going to be in the Rumble, good luck. Yeah. But I think I Damage mean, Control looked look phen- phenomenal coming out of that segment. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, it's one of those things where... You can look at it both sides, and you can really t- you can really see the negative in it. Yeah. But if you look at it from a different perspective, you really can see the positive in it as well. It's just which side you really want to um, remain on, you know? And it sucks because that was going to be like the one match that was a woman's match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, the one big, like, advertised one. Yeah. You know? But next up, you had uh, D-Generation X um, reunion celebration. So people are like, oh, why are they doing this again? I'm over DX. They do do... Okay, they do do it a lot. I don't think they do it a lot. They they do it a lot. We had the reunion recently, so that's like in everybody's minds. But I don't think they do a DX reunion a lot. I think I think it may just be because the reunion was so. I, I think because close. they were inducted to the Hall of Fame within the past what three years or so, four yeah. years. 
But and then we just had the reunion on Raw. Yeah. Last month or two I think this made ago. up for that reunion. That reunion on Raw was garbage. No offense. None taken. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, but so they they come out and there's clearly more members than you would expect here. And I saw a, a few videos of people marking the absolute hell out because they all thought Billy Gunn was there. <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm seeing this. I'm like, why is Kurt Angle with them? And then he comes Wait. out. They do the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, etc. And then when he gets to the badass Billy Gunn line, they they cut over to him, and they and obviously Road Dog stops, and then it's Kurt. And I think that was so funny. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious with how they fit it because that is Kurt Angle's character too, too. Yeah, uh, and I think that that was really great where they were like Kurt Angle, and they're like, well, Kurt Angle's just like, well, I've always wanted to be a part of DX. And then he takes <laughs> off the shirt, and it's the DX shirt. I thought it was weird, by the way, that uh, some of the members were wearing Brooklyn shirts for DX. I yeah. Also, in yeah. regards to weird shirts, it looked like Ron Simmons was wearing like a "Whoops, we don't have an APA shirt. Let me get the iron on logo for you." It looked like his logo was too small. I didn't notice that, but I definitely <laughs> noticed that Brooklyn uh, shirt that Road Dog was wearing. I think X Philadelphia wearing it too. I think I I don't remember if he had the same one, but yeah. But you were in Philadelphia, and they were wearing the Brooklyn DX shirts. Because I think those were the, if I'm not mistaken, those were the Hall of Fame ones. Or did the DX reunion take place in Barclays? That's what I was trying to think. If it was the reunion stuff, it, I think it it might have taken place at uh, Barclays. Yeah. So, but this segment, I mean, and my hopes with Billy Gunn we're still remaining throughout this segment because you had everything happen with, um, with the introductions. You still had the introductions. It did, by the way, take place at Barclays. There you go. They were interrupted by Imperium. Imperium made their way down to the ring and you had a really, really hot moment as, uh, Gunter goes face to face with triple H. And, um, I yeah, that and, that and like even a... that that segment alone was funny because it was like, well, no, I'm I'm retired. <laughs> Actually, now I'm questioning whether or not it was <laughs> Barclays Center. Barclays. Yeah, because I still feel like that might have just been. No, okay, yes, 25 years of DX was at Barclays Center. There you go. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I like that because it went like with Triple H face to face. He's like, no, I'm retired, and then Shawn Michaels was like. Oh, well, I'm too old. And then Xbox is like, I got shin splints. Don't look at me. And then Road Dogg's like, oh, well, who the hell am I kidding? Absolutely not. And then Triple H offered up Kurt Angle. He's like, oh, Kurt said he would do it. And Kurt's like, no, 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 no. And then Triple H is like, well, I wish somebody would be willing to fight them. And then, of course, I'm a mark. And I'm mean, like, I was oh, right please. there with you. I, yeah, I know. It's one of those things where you're like, fingers crossed, please <laughs> let it be Billy God. But. No, it was not Billy Gunn. It was Seth freaking Rollins, and it makes who sense. got a huge who's who got a huge pop, and yeah, it totally made sense. And then they had uh, Road Dogg and Shawn Michaels trying to do the theme song after the fact. I thought that was funny. Yeah, and then uh, X Pac was like, "Well, there's three of them and one of you. Who else?" And then it's like, "Oh, you should have that was writing on the wall right there. It was the Street <laughs> Profits." 
And then they were like, if only somebody could make this match. And Triple H was like, well, why is everybody looking at me? This booking stuff is hard. And I thought that was funny. Because yeah, everybody especially... really knows that he's basically doing creative and everything. He's the head of everything right now. And, it, and it's even more funny considering everything that apparently happened that night with the going overtime on this rain segment. And the booking of all of it. Right. So it uh, it's one of those comments where it's like it does it is pretty funny when you look at that, and of course with that part, they're then they're like, well, we need a referee. Well, we didn't even say Teddy Long came out to make the match. Oh yeah, Teddy Long came out to make the match, and of course every time they bring it out, somebody I'm like Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seemed like they were building up towards. I know. <laughs> But, yeah, Teddy Long made it into a uh, triple threat match. Six-man tag. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, six, six-man six tag team match. Um, then they needed a referee. And, of course, Billy Gunn was supposed to come out, but he did not come out. And <laughs> it was Kurt Angle taking off his shirt to reveal that he actually has a referee shirt on as well. So In an absolutely perfect world, it would have been Seth Rollins coming out and, and be like, or, I mean, even in the... Even more perfect world, it'd be Billy Gunn coming out and being like, well, who else can I team with? And then the Acclaim would come out. <laughs> but obviously that would never happen. Yeah. But yeah, Kurt Angle had that, uh, that um, I, I don't want to say exclusive, custom referee shirt, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry Lawler came out to call the match. And Seth Rollins and the Street Profits defeated Imperium. I just think it was a, a cool match to have. Despite yeah. me having the hopes that Billy Gunn was going to make it down to there, I, I got into the match and I was enjoying it. I agree with you. Gunther even that... got into it with Kurt Angle at one point and Kurt pushed back. Yeah, I thought that it was really, it was enter- it was very yeah. entertaining. Yeah, and all the faces did Kurt Angle moves, so that was cool. Yeah, so. I agree. And then also that uh, it was a very interesting setup that Seth Rollins and Dawkins did to get into the Doomsday Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. But Seth eventually hit the stomp on Giovanni Vinci to pick up the victory there. And overall, I was satisfied with seeing DX over there in that whole segment. Yeah. It was funny. I agree. After that, Ric Flair came out to introduce Charlotte. Um, and Charlotte went out there, basically just cut a promo, said that it's because of women like Ronda Rousey, the Bellas, Asuka, Rhea Ripley, that she was also able to become champion. I guess she left off Sasha Banks off that list and that people complained about. Nah. But Bianca Belair interrupted this and said that it's her show. And then Sonya Deville followed... Charlotte Flair to Monday Night Raw to run both Charlotte and Bianca Belair down. And Flair's like, well, it's your show. Why don't you deal with it? So she ends up accepting a match against Sonya Deville. And Bianca Belair obviously wins. I thought the match was going to be over a lot sooner than it was, but I I was fine with this match. And I liked the ending. The ending came out of nowhere for me. And in a segment like this, I think your two champions, Charlotte and Bianca Belair, even Sonya Deville in this match, she lost. All three of them, I thought, looked great. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I thought that this was a solid match. It was fun. 
Um, and then even I saw more... that people, I, I saw that people were harping about. There was like one spot that I wouldn't even consider it a botch, where Sonya was just a little bit slow to get to a point where Bianca Belair uh, was waiting for her for a little bit. But mm. I thought that overall it was good. And then you had Bianca Belair speak about Alexa Bliss afterwards to hype up the Royal Rumble. And Alexa Bliss appeared on the screen saying that she's the only obstacle. It's not Uncle Howdy. It's not Bray Wyatt. And I thought this was a fantastic segment. You had Bray, uh, Alexa Bliss speaking into the mirror. And we just saw her, like, we saw the mirror portion of it. Yeah, then she turned around and NWO was written. <laughs> but I thought I thought that that Alexa Bliss looked strong in that segment. So for everyone to complain like, oh, they they made the women look like garbage on this show, I thought was just wrong to say. The only person who didn't come out looking strong, which I'm fine with here because she doesn't need it, it's Becky Lynch. Yeah. She doesn't need that. She can show up the next day and be shot to the moon. All everyone else, damage control, Charlotte your champion, Charlotte, Bianca Belair, Sonya Deville, who lost, and then Alexa Bliss. They all look strong here. So I don't get the complaining. I I, I feel like sometimes people are just going to complain for the sake of complaining. I understand I that they're like, I wanted the match. WWE should have had a, a big main event match or something here. But at least they still came out of Monday Night Raw looking strong. So yeah, I agree. After that, the Miz, I guess maybe hijacked Monday Night Raw. It seemed he was disappointed that he wasn't booked. There was no Miz TV, no match or anything uh, on Raw twenty five. Miz, they didn't mention this, but on Raw twenty five, Miz beat Roman Reigns to become the new Intercontinental Champion. That was at Barclays Center. Yeah. So he was just complaining that he wasn't booked, and then Kevin Owens showed up out of nowhere, hit him with a stunner. And people were like, well, they should have cut this this segment. This wasn't needed. The women could have had time for this. Yeah. And I'm like, Kevin Owens, he hits Miz with that stunner. And then he speaks to, to Roman Reigns. You've, you're guilty of holding the title hostage for over two years. And I'm giving you my word that I'm going to do absolutely everything that I can to take that title from you. That's a necessary step in this in this program, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then he hits Miz with another stunner. So that ends that segment. Um, earlier in the night, we saw Kathy Kelly interview Bobby Lashley about why there's a no DQ match as the main event, why it got turned into a no DQ match. But MVP interrupted to talk to Bobby Lashley. And Lashley's like, I didn't need you or, or almost last week to become number one contender. Let me handle my business. And then we go on to the main event. Austin Theory picks up that victory over Bobby Lashley in a no DQ match to retain the the U.S. championship. And I think this match suffered. I agree with you. I think that this match definitely suffered with everything. Um, I think it was a lot of nothing and a lot of commercial breaks. It was. But I, I feel understand like it, that. The, the first hour of Monday Night Raw was commercial free. Yeah. It, the, the commercials felt a little bit weird too at times. Like just where they were thrown in. 
It seemed like they were just throwing him just for the sake of having to throw them in at times. Right. But like, it just didn't seem planned. But here is where I thought we would see the reformation of the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. Now I think maybe it'll happen in the Royal Rumble or the week following the Rumble. We saw Cowboy Brock return. Wasn't expecting <laughs> that. And he hit an F5 on Bobby Lashley. He hit Austin Theory with an F5 onto Bobby Lashley. And then it almost immediately got cut off. Yeah, they cut it really close. So like overall, I think they did quite well at using the Legends. And still now, putting over I, the, the younger, the current generation. I did like the F5 of um, Theory on top of yeah. Lashley. I thought that that was a cool way to go about it. Um, and the one... There's one disappointing thing about that is that the table was set up in the corner and I don't think it was used. I think there's many disappointing things about that match, but <laughs> but that that it was perfectly set up in the corner and I don't think it was touched. There were two tables. It, yeah, that was definitely disappointing. Um and I still say I I texted you but Brock Lesnar's theme song is still one of my favorite theme songs. I think that any theme song that has that monumental intro like, with, when I hear Brock Lesnar's theme song, I think of, like, a, the Kraken or something mythological creature just in a movie where you hear this this roar and then you just see this monster, this beast come out. And that's what I see when Brock Lesnar has that intro. Um, it's such a an epic theme song. And Brock yeah. Lesnar is an epic wrestler. He's had a variation of that theme song for quite a while. What do you mean? Well, it's not the same one that he was using back in 2002. I don't know when he got the... He had an original theme song, and then he had the one that sounds like this one, but it's not the same exact one. But it's always had that intro. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been similar, very similar. Yeah. No, but that's, sure. that's Monday Night Raw moving over to... NXT, it opened with Grayson Waller walking in the parking lot. And they showed a video that he had posted on Instagram from Monday. They also showed that WWE Anonymous captured a video of it where a huge brawl broke out at the Performance Center between Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. I thought this was an excellent brawl. Mm Mm-hmm. It looked fantastic. It was like super realistic looking. But with all the the rumors going around with The Rock not being able to make it to WrestleMania and people thinking he'll be in the Royal Rumble, Mm -hmm. I think it would be fantastic to have his music play. People go absolutely nuts. Yeah. And then it's Grayson Waller. And he can even come out with a shirt that says like, got you or something like that <laughs> he'd have so much heat behind that and then it's like oh well Grayson Waller he better win this Royal Rumble otherwise he's got Braun Breaker to deal with next week mm-hmm. something like that puts over Vengeance Day okay I don't think he'll I mean there's a possibility that he becomes champion but I don't necessarily think he will I I think that Grayson Waller is going to be an amazing uh, heel, it, uh, no matter if he remains on NXT or goes up to the main roster at some point. If The Rock ain't booked for Royal Rumble, I would love to have that happen. 
Yeah. Chances are beyond slim, but yep. to dream. <laughs> after that, dream. yeah, after that, we saw Tiffany Stratton pick up the victory over Indy Hartwell. We saw Indy attack Tiffany Stratton during her entrance, but during the match, Tiffany Stratton injured her knee. And when the doctor came down, she ends up decking Indy Hartwell and eventually hit that, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's not a triple jump moonsault, even though she jumped three times. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was really nice, and I think she's definitely going to be one to watch in 2023. I, yeah, there's no doubt about it. She's definitely going to be one to watch in 2023. And from her moon- moves to the crowd loves her, too. Yeah, well... She's kind of supposed to be a heel, though. That's true. That's true. That's why but I didn't get into Hartwell think attacking her before the match. Hmm. True, true. After that, we had the Thea Hale award ceremony, which was interrupted by J.D. McDonough, and he called the award a, particip- a participation award. And he said, when you hang around with losers... Every win means a lot, which is why they were out there. They were celebrating Thea Hale's victory. Mm. And JD questioned if Duke was even being genuine. And then JD said he's ready for a fight. And Andre Chase ends up clocking him. We see JD McDonough pick up the victory over Andre Chase because Duke Hudson left during this match, which led to um, McDonough. I was going to say Devlin. <laughs> McDonough to go out there, hit the devil inside, picks up the victory. And it's like, you're thinking, okay, that's odd that Duke Hudson left. I'll put a pin in it. Yeah, toss that pin in there. But I, I thought, I enjoyed the that, that segment with the, the award ceremony and the match itself. Yeah, I thought it was really, I thought that it was really well done. Uh, match after that, we saw Fallon Henley and Kiana James pick up the victory over Diamond Mine. Um, Kiana James and Fallon Henley weren't exactly on the same page, even though they tried to be. Mm-hmm. Kiana James even cheated at one point to help. Yeah, and just didn't didn't do that much. But later on, they all spoke, and I popped at Briggs saying that Fallon Henley and Kiana James were like the APA. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> are they? Ah. Uh. But Jensen really. ends up saying that at Vengeance Day, he ended up getting them a title shot. And Fallon Henley was disappointed because it wasn't run by her first. Ran by her first. But uh, Ran by her to first. me, it doesn't really make sense to be angry, but I get it. Yeah. A I, title I shot is with, a title shot to me. but Yeah, but with her gimmick, I, I could understand it with yeah. her being upset that it wasn't put by her first. Yeah. Um, but after that, we saw the New Day, and we'll also put a pin in that. But we saw yeah. the New Day, and uh, Idris Anofi and Malik Blade greeted them. And they asked for a title shot at Vengeance Day, which we found out through WWE Anonymous that HLS, hook, line, and sinker, Idris Anofi fooled every single news site out there. As there is no real WWE logo tattoo on his chest, I think that's the most funniest thing, the funniest thing. Yeah, it's fantastic been, when you bam roast somebody. He's been drawing that on the entire time. He's been drawing it on. And it's funny because like we questioned it with the t-shirt being on. But 
I, I was like, I feel like maybe he got in trouble for having it or he's just working the marks and he was working the marks. Yeah, that was a big thing too was that he was getting in trouble for having that tattoo without getting it approved by WWE. Well, I don't know if that was a thing. Yeah, I, I'm pretty positive that I saw that being reported too. Well, Bam roasted to them news sites. Yeah. But Schism interrupted this, and New Day said they'll they'll be having a New Day Tag Team Invitational where the winner's going to be joining Gallus and Pretty Deadly and themselves to have a match at Vengeance Day. So it will be those two teams squaring off, as well as uh, Chase U. Andre Chase had questioned Duke Hudson leaving their match, and Duke was like... I just I went up to HBK and demanded him put us he put us in the the New Day Invitational. Somehow he knew that took place before New Day announced it, <laughs> but uh, that took place. And then he he spoke, he said he spoke to to New Day, and New Day said that's fine, you'll be in it. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if there's gonna be more teams than just that. I'm gonna I hope there are more. I don't know. No. I don't know, three teams? That That's... I don't know what the Invitational is going to be, a gauntlet or what? Hmm. Or a Fatal 4-Way, Fatal 3-Way, Triple Threat, not a Fatal 3-Way. Uh, after that, we saw the barber shop where Apollo Crews stopped by. Uh, was getting his hair, I guess, beard trimmed at that point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams walked in, and, and Carmelo Hayes was pissed off that he was there, in his chair. And... Basically, this it was brought up. They're tied in victories. And Apollo Crews pitched a two out of three falls match for Vengeance Day. And Carmelo Hayes accepted that. Yeah. So that should be cool. I think so. Earlier in the night, we saw Diamond Mine. They were all training with Drew Gulak's guys. And Gulak got heated with Julius Creed, which led to a match where Diamond Mine picked up the victory over Drew Gulak and Hank Walker. I feel like this match maybe went on too long. And I feel like the Creed should have um, been more dominating on with Hank, but then maybe it would look like Gulak can't train people, so I, I agree wasn't. with I agree with you. I think that one of the things is is that I don't know, the Creed brothers Stop saying I've, this because I don't buy I know, it for ex- a second. Exa- what's that? I said stop saying it because I don't buy it for a second. I don't know. I don't know. It makes zero I, sense to me. I Maybe I just need to see more of it. You, It's like a catchphrase for you right now. Every single time the creeds are brought up, that's what's said. I know. Knock it I off. Know. I'm a repeat record. I uh, I did like that, that wheelbarrow edge-o-matic thing that Hank did. I think that made him look like a beast. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But Charlie Dempsey came out and Drew Gulak got distracted. And Hank Walker tried to tag out, but Gulak's like, no, continue. You can do it. And obviously he couldn't do it by himself. And I guess Charlie Dempsey kind of cost them the match, but also Drew Gulak cost them the match by not like going up there and being a tag team partner. Mm -hmm. And then the Creed spoke afterwards and they thanked Ivy for sticking with them and helping them. And they were interrupted by Indusher. And Jinder Mahal was like, we're taking the respect next week. We're not earning it. So we're going to see Indusher versus uh, the Creeds finally. And I need Indusher 
two win. I need it. I think it's going to happen. We'll see. I think it's going to happen. I think that Indusheer is definitely going to come out of this with uh, with victory. The next segment has me confused, kind of. Hmm. We saw Tony D'Angelo and Stax at a, a restaurant. They had a private room and everything. But Tony D'Angelo said that he wants to take on the biggest guy. Does that mean he wants Braun Breaker or... Brock Lesnar? Somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what will come from that. Yeah. I guess we're just going to have to find out what's going to happen with that. But next up, you had Electra Lopez pick of the victory over Wendy Chu. They showed Electra Lopez talking with Valentina Ferois earlier in the night. Yeah. And she told her that she wants her to be ringside to watch what she does firsthand. And Electra Lopez, Ferois didn't come out with her right away. She ends up making her way ringside. Lopez ends up pulling out brass knuckles and used them. And I think Ferois tried to tell the referee, but it just distracted the referee, so she was able yeah. to use the, the brass knucks. And Ferois basically said, she's like, I don't think I can cheat. And Electra was like, keep... If you keep with me, you'll 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 win. Yeah, she's just trying to get that victory. I mean, it's like that Jesse Ventura quote, quote you know. Which if you uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Or no, he said that. Or it's not cheating unless you get caught. One of those two. Yeah, but, and Lopez is like, win with me, or just keep your friends. And keep losing, basically. I think that she should be taking her up on this offer. We'll see. Get her on the winning ways. But next up, you had Stevie Turner. Um, She was supposed to be interviewed. But then she showed up via live stream. I'd say so. And she took questions to answer Mackenzie Mitchell's questions, basically. So it was like as if Mackenzie Mitchell was asking the questions, but she wasn't answering her questions. She was answering her chat's questions, which just so happened to answer Mackenzie Mitchell's questions. But she ends up announcing that she'll be making her in-ring debut for NXT next week. Mm. After that, we had Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. Um, Grayson Waller had his own championship with him because he's quote-unquote, the uncrowned NXT champion. But the NXT locker room basically tried to hold Braun Breaker back. And Braun gets out there, they go into a brawl, and ends up going through a barricade from a Miss Spear to Grayson Waller. So. I, I need the I need them to have their match already. I mean, next week? Yeah. I need this to. I need Waller to win because I don't know what's going to happen with Waller. The only thing I can think is after this, what Waller goes to the main roster if he doesn't win. Or vice I feel like versa. he. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do you think so with Braun? I don't know. I mean, I I feel like Grayson Wise. I don't know what else he would be doing down there. Because we've already seen him on the main roster doing stuff with The Miz. 
Um, I feel like he could easily, if he does not win, he could be brought up. I think there's a lot of people who need to move out. Mm-hmm. Wendy Chu is another one. Alba yeah. Fire, who's in the next segment. Yeah. Although it doesn't seem like she's going anywhere anytime soon, but we saw Katana Chance and Caden Carter pick up the victory over Alba Fire to retain the, the Women's Tag Team Championship. She went into the match not having a partner, but right before the match started, Sol Ruka came out. So it was nice to have her added to this. I really, really thought it was going to be Isla Dawn. And I discussed the whole, like, strange bedfellows tag team champions last week and said I don't really want to see it, but I'll be okay with seeing that. But uh, thankfully that didn't happen, and Sol Ruka came out very, very impressive. There was so much good stuff in this match. That springboard splash from her I thought was great. That was awesome. But Alba Fire ends up walking away from this match disappointed. And Isla Dawn was on the stage there to greet her, and they walked off together. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Makes you wonder. After that, they had another video of Dijak, and Wesley showed up, and Dijak told Wesley to hand him over the title. But it just, obviously he's not doing that. It leads to a match for Vengeance Day. Yeah. Hopefully, Jack wins the championship. Um. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Jack has to. Coming in hot like this and everything as he has, I would say that he has to pick up the victory, no? Yeah. For sure. We had an interview backstage with Cora Jade where she was talking about Lyra Valkyria needing to learn her place. And said that she'll be a big part of the women's division, but she's not better than me. And then Vic Joseph interrupted Mackenzie Mitchell to say that something's going on in the parking lot. They cut to the parking lot. Nikita Lyons is there holding her knee. Nikita Lyons is lying. Nobody knows who did it, and it turns out that in real life, I guess she tore her ACL in meniscus. Yeah. Which is... The same injury we just saw Zoe Stark come back from recently. Ish. Yeah, very, very unfortunate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Earlier in the night, JC Jane had an interview about Gigi Dolan and said that she's done with her, she's done with Toxic Attraction, and she refuses to let Gigi Dolan stop her from becoming champion. And then later on, they had an interview with Gigi Dolan where she basically did the same thing. Called JC Jane a bad person. And to close NXT, they have a championship summit hosted by Booker T. I almost said hosted by SNL. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> but hosted by Booker T. And I, I I went into this segment, even I said it last week, I don't want to believe that this is the end of Toxic Attraction. I want to believe, even watching this episode, that all the trash talk that they were doing about each other was was a ruse. And they continue to talk trash to each other in the ring. Roxanne yeah, Perez. This entire segment. Yeah, and Roxanne Perez just got to sit back, eat popcorn, and watch it, basically. And she was enjoying it. Yeah. You know, this is really a back and forth 
promo uh, about each other more than anything else. Absolutely. You know, Perez and Booker T barely were involved in this segment. It was just toxic attraction going back and forth about who's carrying who, who's the one that's going to break out, who's the standout of the two of them. They end up getting a little bit closer, saying, you know what, this is it. They get closer to each other face-to-face. But before that, Roxanne Uh Perez even said, I'm happy that you're now feeling the way that you've made everyone else feel. Yeah. But go on. Yeah, Uh, but she says that, but then they don't care. They get face-to-face with each other. They're ready to throw down. The crowd is hot. And then they both kind of uh, get a little smile, a smirk in there at each other. And as Roxanne Perez is just smiling, holding her championship belt, she's a little bit too close to the table as the both of them turn their attention over to Perez, grabbing her by the head, whipping it against the the table, and they beat her down, and then they put her through the table. And Toxic Attraction both simultaneously together as one hold up the championship belt together. Did did Perez get worked? I say so. Yeah, big time. They just they now were now they they just got a handicap match. And that's what I thought from all along and I'm happy that that happened cuz I wasn't ready to say goodbye to a toxic attraction. I know, I know, oh, same here. I, God, the people that were complete. Oh, how dare they split up toxic attraction? How'd that go for you? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to let it play out. Mm-hmm. This is one of those moments where you have to let it play out. And do you think that Perez is going to come out as the winner? Or do you actually think I that do. toxic attraction can? No, I don't think they're going to do a lay cool. Even though lay cool wasn't both champion. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like with Perez just winning, I think that her also being on the smaller size of the uh, competitors, I feel like her coming out on top is the bigger story than Toxic Attraction coming out as winners. Right. Um, But I think that it's going to be a very entertaining match. I think that all three of them are really going to put together a really good match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's NXT moving over to SmackDown. The Bloodline arrived, and Sami Zayn was in a hoodie, hiding. I guess because Roman Reigns told him he didn't want to see him. So he pulled uh, Jay aside to thank him for Monday, and Jay's like, brother, get out of here. Rey Mysterio picks up the victory over Karrion Cross in the first match. Uh, I feel like a bunch of the action took place during a commercial break. But I liked the spot where Rey Mysterio went for a 619 and jumped over Scarlett's hand and then went on to hit the 619. I thought that was pretty cool. And I wasn't expecting Rey to pick up the victory there, but it was like a quick out-of-nowhere victory. So maybe it'll like feed into the Royal Rumble, perhaps. After that, Austin Theory came out and said he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And I don't understand why he's in the Royal Rumble because he gave up a guaranteed main event spot of WrestleMania. Why would he now want to earn that spot when he had the Money in the Bank briefcase? That doesn't make sense to me. But New Day interrupted and made fun of him. And then they said that they'll win because when one of them wins, they all win, including Big E. 
Miz showed up next to say that he's going to win, and then Miz and Austin Theory jumped New Day, only to have Bobby Lashley make the save, or so I thought, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody thought the same thing, because then Lashley took out New Day. So, Royal Rumble, every man for himself, and then out of nowhere, Brock Lesnar showed up and hit an F5 on Bobby Lashley and officially declared for the Royal Rumble. After that, we saw Lacey Evans pick up the victory over Jasmine Allure, uh, who I think did quite well in this match. Even though she wasn't, she was just there to be putting over Lacey Evans. I thought she looked pretty impressive in what she was able to do there. Uh, and then Lacey Evans declared for the Royal Royal Rumble, so not much happened. She she used the Cobra Clutch. She spoke about the Cobra Clutch. I don't think that'll help her in the Royal Rumble itself, but that woman's right might. Uh, throughout the night, a bunch of women declared themselves for the Rumble. So disregard <laughs> what I say in the future about damage control not being in it because we recorded that the other day. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Hit Row didn't happen. The Viking Raiders attacked Sheamus and McIntyre before the match. And then they gave up their spot in the tournament. Which I just think is so stupid. I don't... I really hated that. And Adam Pearce announced a new team to replace them. That being Braun Strowman and Ricochet who picked up the victory over Hit Row. B-Fab got involved behind the referee's back. But I just couldn't care less about this match. I thought the ending was cool. I thought the the monster bomb that Braun Strowman hit was super cool, but I was looking forward to McIntyre and Sheamus going all the way to face Imperium eventually and then making their way to the Usos, but that's clearly not going to happen. I didn't like that at all. Uh, We saw LA Knight come out dressed like Bray Wyatt, like Wyatt family Bray Wyatt, and he cut a promo on Bray Wyatt and then Bray interrupted just to warn him and then... Uncle Howdy appeared in the crowd, so that just sets up more of uh, the pitch black match. Imperium picked up the victory over Legato Del Fantasma to advance in that tag team title tournament. Uh, which was, It was a good match. I'd really like to see Legato on top of WWE someday, but I guess that won't happen anytime soon. Um... The gorilla press slam from the top rope that Vinci did was very impressive. And uh, I'm not sure if he hurt his knee on that, but he was selling like he hurt his knee. So they were still able to pick up the victory there, but that was probably the best spot on SmackDown. They showed earlier in the the day, Charlotte Flair was being interviewed by Ryan Satin and Sonya Deville interrupted it. And then Charlotte met later on with Adam Pearce and said she'll give Sonya Deville a match, a title match even. And then Adam Pierce made it for next week. I thought it would happen at the Royal Rumble, but that's not the case. And then the main event saw Kevin Owens pick up the victory over Solo Sokoa via disqualification. Uh, earlier, the Usos and Kevin Owens almost got into it during an interview. But Adam Pierce kicked the Usos out. And then Jey Uso made a phone call right before leaving, calling it a favor. So we had to assume it was Sami Zayn. And we saw Sami Zayn show up during this to save Solo. And then Solo accidentally kicked Sami Zayn. So that knocked him down for a bit. And Solo went to go put Kevin Owens through the commentary table. Like he did the other week. Kevin Owens got back up. 
and eventually hit a pop-up powerbomb onto the commentary table. And then it looked like Kevin Owens was going to use a chair on Sami Zayn, turned around and used it on Solo Sokoa, and turned back around and dropped the chair right in front of Sami's face. And Kevin Owens was beyond fired up from this. I thought that was a... Not the best ending to SmackDown, but like match-wise, but but everything with Kevin Owens being as fired up as he is for the Royal Rumble match, uh, the match at Royal Rumble, I should say, against Roman Reigns, I thought was great. But that was SmackDown moving over to the Royal Rumble taking place in San Antonio, Texas at the Aladome. Alamo Dome. Aladome? <laughs> <laughs> the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Uh, you have the pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. I'm going to say L.A. Knight wins this. Wow. That's definitely unexpected. I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. Maybe Uncle Howdy interrupts or something like that. What makes you think that L.A. Knight's going to win? Maybe you have Uncle Howdy interrupt or something. I mean, this whole but match we've also is, had is Uncle scripted. Howdy. The whole match is set up for Bray Wyatt to win. He can't win this. It has to be LA Knight. I don't know. I feel Something like Something has I to feel... further Bray Wyatt to the next level from this story. I feel like if Bray Wyatt loses, it's going to get uh no, it has I to elevate him to that next to the next segment of this chapter. I think that he needs to get the win. I am on the opposite. I disagree completely. And... I mean, we've we've seen it many times where Bray Wyatt is so good. Bray Wyatt just had the upper hand on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I, I I have a feeling that it has to be Uncle Howdy that that claims the victory here, or like costs him the victory. I'm gonna say the opposite. I think that Bray Wyatt's gonna get the win. I mean, the, the unfortunate thing is Bray Wyatt is so good at character development with himself that in the past he would lose these matches these high big highlight matches i think it's fine for him to lose this i'm gonna disagree it's much bigger a much bigger victory of la Knight wins here i'm gonna disagree but i disagree but the (laughs) wwe raw women's championship is on the line bianca belair taking on alexa bliss um belair yeah i'm gonna say belair i'll say belair the um, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending the title against Kevin Owens. Roman some Reigns. Are, some are speculating that Sami Zayn's name is actually on that contract. Which oh. I kind of would be fine with, but I don't that, see that happening. That would be interesting. but And this, this whole thing is like, people are like, well, Sami Zayn obviously can't be in the Royal Rumble, and I don't think he can be. Why? Because if you're going to have Cody Rhodes win this Royal Rumble, it can't be somebody who's super over in that Rumble. Unless unless Sami Zayn is out in like the first 10 people and he gets eliminated really quickly or something. No, I think that Sami Zayn's going to be in the final uh, roundings you of this. You can't. You can totally. You absolutely can't. Because then what could happen is that he's, Roman Reigns could question him and his intentions. And Sami Zayn could say, I was trying to win that. So this way we have that under our belt. Because, of course, I would lay down to you. I'm not going to. I don't want to go for your championship. 
Or I, you I would just lay have down a bunch of people booing Cody Rhodes. I don't think that you would have people booing Cody Rhodes. You, you had that happen in the past. People I don't wanted that, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan so many times. Two rumbles in a row, I think. I don't think that that would happen. I feel like that would happen. I mean, you don't need them both in the ring at the same time. How 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 the hell are you going to have a final four with Sami Zayn? <laughs> Maybe one of them don't make it into the final four. Cody Rhodes needs to or, win this Rumble. I don't know. So let's talk about the Rumble a bit then. I'm well, going Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns or Kevin Owens? Yeah, I'm going Reigns. Same. I'm going Reigns. Yeah. So let's go into that men's Royal Rumble matchup. Who do you think is winning? I When we did the predictions last year, I chose Cody. All right. I'm going to... Do you know who you chose? Or did you forget? Who did I choose? You chose The Rock. Oh. Sticking to that or you're changing it? Hmm. Huh. You know what? I like my pick. You're going to stick to your pick. I'm going to stick to my pick. I'll go with The Rock. Well, for that women's Royal Rumble match... Do you think, before we go to the women's Rumble match... Who do you think will be the surprises in this Royal Rumble for the men? Well, you have the uh, the BT Sports WWE account posting Jay White. Yeah, so I that'd saw be it. interesting. I know Naito is a free agent, so it'd be pretty cool to see him show up in a Rumble. Really? I'm gonna say. All I'm, right, so I'm Jay saying White, Matt Cardona. Naito. Cardona. Even if I if if like if that doesn't happen, I'll be disappointed. But. I'm going to say cool. maybe we get Big E. I, I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't... I have to look at the timeline, but maybe Big E. Okay. Um, who else? I don't know. Who else? Uh, what about um, Aldis? Nick Aldis? That's a possibility. Maybe we get Nick Aldis in here. Big E's last match was March 2022. March. Uh, Broken neck. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, true, true. Um, we could get Nick Aldis. We could get, let's see, who else could be in this matchup that we haven't seen in a while? Papa Shango. I'd pop for that. <laughs> All right, so who do you think are the guys that could get brought back to? Apparently? I can't even begin to fathom a guess. There's um, names like Steve Austin being tossed out there too, so I can't see somebody like Steve Austin being in it and not winning it though. Right. You know, I feel like if Stone Cold is in it, I mean, he, who's going to eliminate him? There unless, was that the one year that they had um unless it's a really unless it's a really huge heel that eliminates Stone Cold. There actually is a big heel that could eliminate him that had been uh in that spot before with these people, Baron Corbin. Uh, he could. Then that sets I mean, up he, Corbin versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania. He did it with Kurt Angle and so many others. Baron Corbin, somehow somehow I feel like Baron Corbin just gets ridden into these positions that are just really awesome. But I think, um, what was the, the Raw Rumble that had like Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, Triple H... I don't know if that was like 2017, maybe. I'm not too sure. I think it was that, and like the final, the finals were like all these big names. Um, 
Nah. Do you think we'll see Edge? Ah, uh, tough call. You know, I feel like there's so many different names that could appear um, during this. Are there anybody AEW-wise that is not AEW any longer? Alan Angles? Uh, no. <laughs> Alan Angels? No. I feel like everybody else is still, like, really there. Joey Janela shows up at the Royal Rumble? <laughs> that would be interesting. But, oh, how could we forget? Uh, Great Muda. Oh, yeah. How could we forget? I mean, I could definitely see Muda showing up. Imagine if Liger shows up, too. That I can't because he's like actually retired. <laughs> Muda retires Muda. in uh, in February. Yeah, so that would, yeah, I think it's Last Kiss. Um, <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think that's that's the actual name of his last event. It's called the Last Kiss, I think. Okay, but that's where I he's could... facing Naito. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that Muda shows up. That would be interesting. Yeah, it'd be nice to have Muda have at least one WWE match. He's never had one? Nope. All his wow. history is WCW, basically, for the United States for that part. I feel like he would. I feel like it would be fitting for him to be in the Royal Rumble and then inducted into the Hall of Fame. We saw him in a Rumble once. <laughs> we did. Have G1 Supercard, and they went, he went face-to-face with Jushin Liger. Which is, like, really unbelievable when you think about it, that we could say that we saw both of them in action. I mean, we saw we, let, we saw Jushin Liger twice. Right. Well, I mean, I saw... It was three times. Three? Yeah, because it was both both nights at PWS. Oh, yeah. That, Great Muda. Wild. Great Muda I saw wrestle at PWS also. There's one wrestler that I wish I saw with you, uh, Mil Mascaris. Yeah. But, oh, maybe Kalisto. I don't know. Could be. But, alright, so let's get on to the women's Royal Rumble matchup. Everybody here is basically surprised at this point. There's just seven women announced. Which is incredible. I mean, I, I like the surprise aspect. I always say it with the men's that I like to be surprised with who is going to be appearing instead of everybody announcing every single person. Which, again, if they were to have women on Raw, like Legends... On Monday Night Raw, if they're not in this Rumble, then it sucks that they weren't included in Monday on Monday Night Raw. But if they are in the Rumble, like Jacqueline or Trish, Lita, somebody mm-hmm. like that, um, then I think it makes sense because it's like, oh, we just saw them on Monday. On the other hand, we also don't know the backstage. Like, maybe they did ask Jacqueline or Trish, and they just couldn't make the commitment. Right. You know, we have not seen anything reported in that regard, so who knows if they actually were asked to appear. I mean, no matter what, they weren't showing in the clips. Um, but you're going to you're gonna probably have to change your guess for the Royal Rumble back on the last episode of 2022. Did I say Sasha? You said Charlotte. Oh, yeah, that's not going to work out. <laughs> uh, I had said Bailey. I'm sticking with Bailey. Okay. She's not announced, I, but I'm sticking with Bailey. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. Now, something that Bleacher also included on that poster. You think we're going to see Dark Asuka? Bleacher? 
Yeah. BTS Sports. Oh, BTS Sports. Yeah. I think would be it would be a good place for her to return. Yeah, maybe we see Dark Asuka. Um, and I think that the names that we... It's it's a little bit I would like to because, see Mickey James again as Impact Champion. Yeah. That would be cool to see Mickey James appear, Kelly Kelly, um Trish Stratus, Lita, Jacqueline, all all of those uh wrestlers. Is there anybody that's not a legend that you could see appearing? Maybe Nia Jax? Not a legend? I don't know. Maybe Nia Jax appearing? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, um, it's Last to, Rumble had a lot of, of a, a lot of good names to it. Yeah, so maybe we'll see uh, Sane, Kyrie. Oh. I was like, who? <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> I was Sane? like, who the hell is Sane? Yeah, I would <laughs> love to see Kyrie Sane. No, maybe, but. but... That's the Royal Rumble. Do you think that we're going to see Naomi? That's really a tough call at this point. I'm going to say... I'm going to say she was going to be in that segment on Raw, so hopefully. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Here's to Naomi making her return. Yeah. But definitely looking forward to it. I'm, I'm always... Royal Rumble is always my favorite. Uh pay-per-view of all time always loved that as a kid and nothing's ever changed it's still my favorite so really looking forward to seeing this on saturday yeah but that is the royal rumble predictions gonna take a quick little break right now and i'll be right back with chris here on marking out hey this is always ready matt cardona the internet champion and you're listening to marking out Wait a minute, are you serious, bro? That's still a show? Back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, it is Chris and Brandon here with you. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. How's it going this week? It's going pretty well. How about yourself? It's good. Are you a little sad? Splash Mountain's uh, gone? Dave and I did like an hour on Splash Mountain already. Really? Because people are selling the water. The water. Yeah, I know. Gross. And and people were drinking the water a few years ago. Even grosser. Oh, God, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so disgusting. All right, well, then, another thing that I... Are uh, you sad? I get left out of the Splash Mountain. I'm very sad. That whole day, I just kept, like, refreshing social media, just seeing, like, the wait... And uh, the Disney app, and seeing how long the wait times were. But like I said um, earlier, I only realized I've been on it three times. Three times in total? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I guess, like... Well, because I didn't, I, I, there's like, there were a bunch of rides. When I went to Disney World in 2017, there were a bunch of rides that I had never gone on before. Okay. So, and one of them was Splash Mountain, but I think, um, because I, like I explained earlier also to Dave, I never had anyone to hold my stuff most of the there's, times. There's cubbies, right? I don't, what about my cubby? I don't know. Yeah, on the other side. But I, I've but. never had I never really had anybody to hold my stuff while I would go on Splash Mountain, so I never went on by myself, so uh. So yeah, three times. But that last time, because of the, the phone thing, I was able to take pictures and videos, so Oh, that was the videos you took on, on TikTok. I know yeah. I just finished um I vlogged our entire family trip in, in back in April and I finally finished editing it uh this past week. Right. Um yeah, and just all the videos and all the imagery just kinda got me sad, but 
Uh, it is what it is. I'm looking you forward know, to the Disney new world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yes and no. Princess like, and the Frog was a it's a completely underrated movie. Yeah, so I like, didn't see that movie. I think until 2017. Also, that was just like a fantastic film. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. the one time I saw it. I uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but you know, it's Splash Mountain is my favorite ride in uh, all the parks. Really? So it's yeah, mm. it's my favorite ride. Well, you know, it's going to uh, still be the same basic ride. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, Walt, and, and, and Walt Disney has said, has said, has said, he's said because he's in a cryobaric chamber right now. Um, you know, Disney World and Disney Parks are always evolving, so you know, gotta get with the times. You know? And you so. have, uh, you could fly to Japan if you want to go on Splash Mountain. Oh yeah, that's right, Tokyo Disney World, uh, sea. Whatever for some reason, not closing it. This is. My second podcast that I've done this week, and it, I'm in like a little bit of a tiff here. Well, it, it's going to be funny because I recorded um, FFC, the Filthy F and Casuals, with Ryan and Damien earlier this week. So I got to thank them for uh, having me on and go check out that podcast. We had a great time talking about Royal Rumble and New Japan and wrestling in general. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, and then um, I'm doing this one, and I can happily report that Dry January is over, pal. <laughs> Because I gave in. Because last night we had our company holiday party, and they're giving out drink tickets. And how, how do I just how do I turn down a drink ticket? You know, so had a couple of big Lagunita IPAs, and I uh, feel like feel great today. So, um, yeah, nice. That's, you uh, uh, you ended dry January after Splash Mountain closed. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it was fitting, right? Mm. We're not getting wet on Splash Mountain anymore, so might as well just get wet in my liver. Um, so I thought you were going to say living that, room. I was going to say growth. <laughs> no, but the funny, the, the funny thing is when we were talking, cause one of their things, one of the things he was like, Oh, what are you drinking tonight? And I said, Oh, I'm participating in dry January. So I'm drinking, uh, an athletic brewing company, non-alcoholic beer. So hmm. yeah. So that was that. Um, okay. My wife is speaking of, you know, Disney too. We, we booked a trip in June. Uh, three day trip to Disney, so my wife is changing airplanes around and getting beers and all that fun stuff. So, um, but let's go into uh, professional wrestling from this past week, and let's go back to last Friday on Rampage. You start off the action with Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Hook picking up the victory no, not, over the uh, you know the not Hook. perfect strangers or you know. The odd couple tag team of uh, Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Oh, wait no. a minute. I totally got this all wrong. I'm thinking <laughs> something else. Uh, Jungle Boy beat Ethan Page. Yeah. So. And it's funny. Cool, right this- off, uh, like, as soon as the, was it, I think before the match even started, uh, Ethan Page tried to hit the ego driver off the top rope. I liked that aspect of it. But Jungle Boy escaped that. And then um, Ethan Page pulled Isaiah Cassidy in front of him. So, it was Isaiah Cassidy to get hit with the dive. Yeah. And then eventually he argued with Matt Hardy and Jungle Boy did that dive to uh, Ethan Page. And picked up the victory. Soakley, of course, cheated during it as well. Uh, it's it's GP, as I like to say. Yeah. Um, I was I was talking to one of our announcers, and he's like, a, he works for like the radio and stuff like that. And he was talking, we had a big conversation last night about professional wrestling. And I was just going on and on about stuff. And he was talking to me how he uh, interviewed MJF like early in his AEW career. And he's like, he's like, and he was talking, he's talking, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was asking the PR guy, like, am I going to get uh, MJF in character? Am I going to get the real MJF? He goes, you're going to get MJF is what you're going to get. Did you see the, 
clip going around of him and the elevator? Uh, I saw it. I didn't look on it. I really could care less. Let's talk about what happened in the ring now because we've been seeing this disillusion of friendship between Eddie Kingston and Ortiz recently. And uh, during an in-ring promo, it finally came to blows as Eddie Kingston beat Ortiz with a steel chair. So, you know, Excalibur said it perfectly. The Black, the House of Black has gotten everything that they have wanted. Yeah, Ortiz was pissed off because Eddie was going to hit Julia Hart with the chair. And he was like, what would Homicide think? He'd call you a coward. <laughs> and then that's when yeah. Eddie snapped. And people were like, it's not a heel turn, bro. Um, I can, <laughs> Yes and no, it's not a heel turn. <laughs> like it's, it's, like... There's a, it's been, with Eddie Kingston, with Eddie Kingston, there's a very gray area right. with that. Um, so, yeah. So, that is that. Next up afterwards, you have Prince... Uh, Prince Nana. Uh, Brian Cage pick up the victory over Willie Mack. Willie Mack in a, in a uh, AEW ring. This was just kind of highlighting Brian Cage to show how powerful he is going into a ma- and uh, his match on Wednesday against Brian Danielson. Yeah, I think the beginning of this was kind of sloppy, but it definitely got back on track. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And yeah, I enjoyed the, the outcome of the match. Well, I mean, I enjoyed the rest of the match, not the actual outcome, but... Absolutely, okay. Like going back to what I said last week about not caring about Brian Danielson versus Cage, I would rather see Brian Danielson versus Willie Mack instead. Yeah, but Willie Mack's a, a baby face. It's like that's, I mean, I mean well, that's I, fine. I, Bandito's a but, baby face. Yeah, Takeshka's a baby yeah, face too. Big time baby um, face. Squash match after this: Jay Cargill and Layla Gray pick up the wit- victory over Jada and Jordan Vanity. Not good. Uh, uh, let's continue on. And your main event. So Action Andretti pick up the victory over Daniel Garcia. If Daniel Garcia won this match, he'd be tag teaming with Chris Jericho against Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Unfortunately, he was not because uh, Action Andretti got the win here. I thought this was a uh, a fine match, but I don't think it was like the best ending to Dynamite, uh, to Rampage. Okay. Because I felt like so. this match was a lot of nothing. Out of these matches, though, what should have been the main event, though? Really, none of them really... I, <laughs> You're 100% correct. Yeah. The only thing I would be would, would be the Brian Cage match, because they could have, like, went off the air, and this coming Wednesday, don't get to see Brian Danielson against Brian Cage! We're gonna have this match this match! Blah, 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 here on... Uh, thanks for joining us on Brian Page. So, that's the only thing. So, but, you know, solid wrestling action. Let us get to Dynamite, though. On Wednesday, um... Very interesting here... Because we've seen all the dirt sheet writers um, and news reports, news with a Z, coming out saying that Warner Brother Discovery wants nothing to do with the Briscoes. The Briscoes aren't allowed to be on television. They can have their one little uh, boilerplate uh, at the beginning uh, acknowledging the death of Jay Briscoe. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on t- was it Tuesday or Wednesday, they said, yep, guess what? AEW Dynamite Wednesday is going to be celebrating the life of Jay Briscoe. You're going to have Mark Briscoe make his AEW debut against Jay Lethal. We're going to be playing video packages, this, that, and the other thing. So, I'm like, my questioning here is what do you think happened with Warner Brother Discovery for them to change their mind so drastically like I don't know. This? Maybe Tony threw his foot down. I, also, too, there has been a lot of Warner Brother Discovery, TBS, has been getting a lot of flack for that new slap fight show mm-hmm. that they've been playing so maybe 
Like, a lot of heat. <laughs> it's really funny, because they were like, oh, uh, we know our audience. Wrestling fans love this garbage. And uh, the ratings, <laughs> like, immediately, like, tanked. Yeah. Like, immediately shot well, down. Well, I, I saw, I've, it, like, on, I think on every form of social media, like, re- people, like, wrestling people and stuff like that, or fans are like, AEW is going to be great tonight. Turn it off right after the main event. Yeah, but they, those because, people most likely don't even affect the ratings, so. Well, who the, the ratings are skewed to begin with. Um, and I don't want to talk who cares about ratings. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like, any, those people, like, it, unless they have a box, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, me, like, me watching it and falling asleep during the main event of Dynamite <laughs> and keeping it on isn't going to pay attention because you want to know why? I have Hulu. I, th- I think I think, th- and I'll say it again. I think the rating system is very outdated and needs and needs to be adjusted. Yeah. For all these streaming services and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, let's go on to it. Uh, from the Rump Arena, Lexington, Kentucky, you have AEW Dynamite. Uh, you started off the show with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara picking up the victory over Action Andretti and Absolute Ricky Starks. There's some help for Daniel Garcia here. Um, it was a numbers game. I mean, also what it was Starks. Took his very, very sweet time on that spot on the top rope. Oh, uh, the one with the cutter? Yeah, so that yeah. perhaps makes him look dumb in the spot there. Because yeah, well, Sammy was able to... He's, right. he's beaten the Jericho Appreciation Society before. But Bam roasted to him. Again, this time, what's that? Bam roasted to him? Yeah, Bam roasted to him. So, after, so that's it. Uh, Sammy picks up the victory with the GTS. Afterwards, you had a nice video package honoring the legacy of Jay Briscoe. I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, showed you how much uh, he was loved and admired by uh, everybody. So, uh, The TNT Championship is being defended almost every single week since Darby Allen has I won I think it, it has been the, every week. I know. And next week, uh, I think it's get, it might be defended again, but... Uh, Darby Allen picks up the victory here over Buddy Matthews in a singles match. Um, I like Buddy sm- having his face painted. So did I. He is a member of the House of Black. They like their face painting the uh, weirdo uh, gimmicks. Uh, but, I, again, same formula for Darby Allen match. Gets the snot kicked out of him, comes back in the last two seconds. Yeah, But sucks. he didn't use the Last Supper this year, so he listened to listened to Brandon. The lights went out, though, during this, and the House of Black showed up, or whatever they're, the Knights of the Round Table. What are they called? Uh they well the whole group is called the house the house of black. Yeah. They're the kings kings of the kings black of the black throne showed up and Ortiz showed up with a kendo stick and attacked them and then Sting used his baseball bat to uh, get them out of there as well. Darby Allen hit a scorpion death drop from the top rope, which I thought for sure should have ended the match. Yeah, but the match Just gotta get that coffin drop. Yeah, in. I that's was absolutely absurd. And then Tony right. very goofily had to get an interview with Darby afterwards when he was still lying on the mat. Yeah. He just got his ass right. handed to him by Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, and he's like, "Like, does he really need to have that? Just play the video from Samoa Joe. Yeah, but, I mean, I get it. You know, it, it's... it should have literally just been the Samoa Joe video, and he basically shows up on the video screen, says he's coming to take everything from Darby. Good. And uh, that match gets set for next week. I would have thought you would have saved it for Revolution or Rev- something. but I- Yeah, but it's it's next week is going to be February 1st. Revolution's not for another month. Yeah, well. So there's there's more story to play here. Even Maybe Wardlow comes back, too, and then they set up a Revolution triple threat match between the three of them. I completely forgot about Wardlow. I know. Well, that that's it. 
and well, then when he, you come he back, he's like, oh, man. Disappeared. What, I don't know what, what's going on with Wardlow. Well, maybe they're just putting – absence makes the heart grow fonder. He'll come back. He'll get a massive pop, uh, you know, power bombs some people, then set up a match for Revolution, which is where I think I'm probably going out of hand here, but – it looks like that's when Adam Cole's coming back. They had a nice video package for him, too, yeah. saying, I don't know when the date's going to be, but I'll be back in the ring. And then they showed yeah. the Revolution banner. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I wonder who he's going to fight in Revolution. Um, so after this, uh, the match that I mentioned at Dynamite on Rampage happened on Dynamite as Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Hook uh, pick up the victory over Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Are you so. entertained by the contract thing? What contract thing? Like Ethan Page owns Matt Hardy. I don't really pay attention to it actually. Like this match, I was like, "Oh, cool! You know, it's it's a storyline. It's happening. Keep Matt Hardy on TV. Hook has a new tattoo. That's really all I got." From I me. thought Hook should have been the one to win, also. Yeah, but it wasn't. Um, but no, Hook uh, swept it out Marty's legs. Oh, he, he had the sneer trap. Okay, sorry. All right. Um, After that, we saw. Th- are you family therapy? Yeah, family therapy, which I was very much so looking forward to the segment, and it fell flat for me. Yeah. So the main point of this was that the guns want the tag team titles. So the, the tag team match coming up soon. So uh, then backstage, Evernape kept with Hangman Adam Page uh, sets up. He wants a match with John next week on Dynamite, but Wheeler Yuta said, uh, you know, first you have to get through Wheeler Yuta. So it sets up two matches for Hangman Page in the next week. Wheeler Yuta. Versus Hangman Page on Rampage, which will be awesome. And then uh, John Moxley and Hangman Page 3. So, in cool. Ohio. I'm about it. I'm a big. Uh, in Ohio. So, is it not in Cincinnati, though? Where is it? Columbus? I'm not sure. Okay. Continuing on, Brian Danielson picks up the victory against Brian Cage. Um, I, I really enjoyed this wrestling match. I, again, was it very predictable what we knew was going to happen? But again,. What did MJF say? Said we work on that arm, and he did. So mission accomplished on that front. It was a great, solid wrestling match. Brian Danielson picks up the victory. Afterwards, you have MJF run down to the ring, grab a steel chair, and I mean, well, Brian just... Cage continued the attack first. Yeah. Hey, listen, he got paid a lot of money, so he better beat the Labyrinth Living Snot out of Brian Danielson. Yeah. And then MJF came out with that chair and wrapped around his arm, smashed it into the ring post, and then MJF. Beat Brian down as well. And then Takeshka comes out to uh, make the save. What made zero sense to me is that Wheeler Yuta was so quick to interrupt Hangman Adam Page to stick up for John Moxley. Like, out of no, like, seriously, like, boom, instantly. Where the hell was he in this? Maybe he's all the way in the back. That was goofy. Well, hey, listen, maybe he was somewhere in the arena, saw what was going on, and then ran all the way out. He's like, oh, like the second, like, for me, never mind. So, and then later um, on, the doc was like, it's not looking good for you, Brian. And then Brian yelled at the doc and said that he can wrestle, even though the doctor said you can't wrestle. He's going to do it anyways. And next week, he's facing Timothy Thatcher, which is going to be so awesome. Uh... Also, Daniel Bryan returned to WWE this week. <laughs> what? Programming Nikki Bella says I do. So oh, yeah. that was cool to see that. Of course you'd be <laughs> Well, why not? Um, why wouldn't I? What do you feel about the the cage match uh, not being on there? Oh, no, it's fine. The cage match, I discussed it in great length. They all look strong coming out of it. I know, but you hyped up. Yeah, I understand that. I would have liked to have seen happen. the cage match, but... They all looked strong coming out of that segment. 
But you know who's been looking strong on AEW programming? MJF also had that promo later on. Yes. Seeing that devil side of MJF. Telling Takeshka to stay out of his business. But this could be, like, a good match. Like, you know, maybe Brian Danielson in the next couple weeks, like, beats everybody. And MJF goes, okay, you know, you've done things. I'm going to give myself a warm-up match against Takeshka. And, like, puts in, like, a 30-minute banger to show that he's ready for this match. And gives Brian Danielson, like, uh, you know, an Iggy. Like, hey, okay, listen, this guy can go. You know, he's not just talking. So. The match is taking place at Revolution, right? Uh, which is March 5th. Mm. Yeah. It was, we got a ways away. Um, so, yep, that's it. Um, also, while well, I was saying, you know, what female wrestler has been looking strong has been Ruby Soho. She picked up a victory over Tony Storm. This was supposed to be a three-way match, but unfortunately, Britt Baker could not compete due to injury. Um, fine match here with Tony Storm, uh, you know, showing her heelish aspect. Faking but, a uh, nose Ru- injury. Yeah, which, which was absolutely uncalled for, Tony Storm. Um, but <laughs> why? Anyway, oh, well, I get it now because she had the broken nose. Yes, several. But then, yeah, <laughs> Britt like... Baker showed up during the match, with dis- which distracted Tony Storm. But I, I don't under like people were like, oh, Britt Baker got injured again at at dark tapings, and I'm like, that was a month ago, and she's wrestled since then. But so in like this... people haven't seen that on television, which is why. Oh, that just so aired. That just aired Tuesday against Billy Starks, which oh. I heard great things for, her, and I heard she was on Dark uh, this week in Lexington too. Well, that's so weird. That's a... why is that weird? Da- well, not that Billy Starks was on. <laughs> it's weird that that's what happened. That that's that was the reason because they didn't give a reason. They they just said Britt Baker has an unknown injury or something like that. Yeah, but she probably has. They're probably, you know, like if they did it, if they showed the dark and then she came out, you know, people were like, well, it appears that AEW's medical team doesn't know what they're doing. Clearly, Britt Baker had her nose broken on Tuesday on dark, and now they're letting her compete. That's so quick. Well, I mean, they could say that with the segment up above with the Brian Danielson thing. Yeah, but he didn't wrestle on Tuesday. But the doctor's Uh, not clearing him, and then we know he's going to wrestle next week. Well, yeah, he, of course he is. He said he's, he's going to face Timothy. MJF said he's going to face Timothy Thatcher. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a very. It's not. It's going to be a lot different from the Brian Cage match that we saw this week because Timothy Thatcher is more of your technical catches catch cam based uh, performer. Yeah. So those are like the matches that I want to see, though. And you, you'll see it next week on Rampage. So main event time in the honor of Jay Briscoe. It was Mark Briscoe picking up the victory over Jay Lethal. Apparently, both these guys requested this match. Um, it was the main event. On, and I on Jay's match, birthday. On Jay's birthday, too, which was even I don't uh, know how you know, Mark sadder. went out there and did that. But that shows you the character of Mark Briscoe. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of negative things said in over their career about the Briscoe brothers, but... After a, a week after losing your brother, going out there and putting on an unbelievable match with one of your oldest rivals, and you could say it, it's kind of really lame for me, but Mark Briscoe manned up and manned up huge on Wednesday night. You could tell that both men were visibly upset. Jay Lethal, that entire entrance 
was like mm-hmm. on the verge of tears. And Mark Briscoe came out like a world of fire, said, hey, everybody, let's, you know, let's go. Let's do this. And I thought it was great. I thought the spots were good. The froggy bow off the top, off the top to the table on the outside was, was, was awesome. And the, the J driller at the end for the win. And I thought the J driller looked sick. Yeah. And then the, the roster came out to pay tribute to Jay. And I like the shot at the end. He's holding up both the tag titles. You have the, the banner for him in the background and then, it, you know, it goes off. So, uh, very well done. Um, where where do the tag ROH tag titles go from here? Because they do have Super Card of Honor coming up on uh, March 31st. Do you think they have to run a tournament? Do you think they should just retire them and just keep the six-man titles? I saw people uh, saying they should retire those specific titles and um, get new designs. Okay. But how do you not have tag team champions? Well, I'm not too sure. I would assume uh, they would do like a Jay Briscoe Memorial Tournament. That, that I, I've been seeing that go all over the internet this week. Um, you know, if someone's like every, every you know company should work together and put their best tag team and have a Jay Briscoe Memorial Tournament, but then politics get involved with that. Is you know? Cesaro still champion? Cesaro is still champion. Do you think this is one of my things? But it's like, do you think you put Cesaro against Mark Briscoe Supercard of Honor main event? You know, it's a title that Jay Briscoe has held. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I like the idea, but then I, do, I don't. It's because I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. It's, where, it'd be uh, interesting to see how they're going to build that event up, though, if they're not putting Ring of Honor on TV, though. I mean, I would assume they would probably give them like a match or two and something like that, stuff like that, because the next pay per view after that. Is let me look at my uh, dark tape. Oh, they're in Dayton, Ohio, this coming Tuesday. The worst the city has to be one of the worst cities in Ohio. Really? Oh, actually, there? I made a mistake. You know what? My bad to the people of Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> I was instantly thinking of Canton, Ohio. Ah, My awful Hall of Fame is for the football teams. <laughs> Although I've heard people talk trash about Dayton, Ohio before. Everyone talks trash about everything. Come on. Um, oh, Wednesday, April 5th, Long Island, New York, at UBS. Perfect. Yeah, during um, Passover. That's right. Um, so, uh, that's it. AEW, right? Anything else we have? No. No? Let's talk about Well, I'll give my predictions for the Royal Rumble. It's going to be Cody, and it's going to be Bailey winning their respective uh, Royal Rumbles there. Could see it being Sami Zayn. Those are, but... those are my picks, too. It, there's your picks, too, pal. So, do we see a, a Zack Ryder in the Rumble? I would all... assume it's going to be Matt Cardona. Uh, I, well, he said he said on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast this week that he's off this weekend. But that could be playing it to everybody. But I yeah, think they it might the, be just a one-shot thing. on their website. It says Rumble or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back to the Rumble. You know, welcome back uh, the return of the Rumble. So, or maybe the return of the Zack. Like, that was a hashtag a couple of years ago. I saw it on my memories. Return of the Zack. Um, but I don't know. He's got so much booked. He's, you know, booked already coming up. He's facing homicide, GCW in March. Tyrus um, at NWA. Face- NWA. He's facing, uh, Davey boy Smith jr. At some indie show coming up. So maybe it's a, maybe it'll just be a one-off thing. So we never know, but anyway, Chelsea let's Green get- will probably be in it though. Right? Oh, she'll, she'll hundred percent be there. You know? You want to you want to debut a new star, a returning star, or you know, new star? Bring bring her into the rumble. I hope I hope she goes the distance. But bring her in as number one. 
She rules. No, anyway, Liv Morgan's number one. You think so? I'm. That's the storyline so far. So. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So then she's going to go to 30, and then Ronda Rousey is going to come in eliminator. No, I don't think Ronda Rousey's going to be in it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I read this morning, too. But, you know, you never know. Vince is back in charge. Mm, so. I don't think he is. Yeah, you, you say that now. Anyway, match of the week time. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week comes from Impact. I watched Impact this week. It was great. Myers and Cardona, major players, versus the Bullet Club, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Go check it out. It was a fun match. Um, Bullet Club. and Yeah, they are the Bullet Club. Bullet Club 2000. What did you watch uh, it on? Sling. Oh. Yeah, I have Sling. So I was made sure I watched. I forgot that uh, they were having a match. I got home from my holiday party just in time to watch it. So cool. And on that note, Brandon, who are you shouting out? This is Elmo, and you're listening to Brandon Shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to Night Court. Have you ever seen the show or no? I feel like I've seen it a little bit growing up here and there. Um, I did watch the first episode, though. I of did the watch new the, show. Of the new one. Because I know yes. I never saw the original run, so I really, like, I don't know anything about the show going into it, but it's back on NBC, and I know John Larroquette is back as his character. Melissa Rauch plays the daughter of Harry Anderson's character. Uh, He had since passed away, unfortunately, but uh, I think they do a really good job at introducing the show as a reboot. Mm -hmm. So I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I'm finding myself laughing at a bunch of stuff, so I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I agree. And it's on Peacock, too. NBC and Peacock. Uh, Next shout-out goes to That 90s Show, which is on Netflix. It's a spinoff of That 70s Show. Obviously takes place in the 90s, and it focuses on Eric and Donna's daughter staying with Red and Kitty for the summer. And then we see her with, like, a new group of friends, and I think they knocked it absolutely out of the park with the pilot alone. But the whole the whole show, I, I I very much so enjoyed, and I hope it gets picked up for a season two. I thought the cameos were great. I agree with you. I so I um, watched. I ended up binging the first five or six episodes, and it's such an easy watch. It's one of those TV shows where you don't have to sit in front of the TV and watch it. You could have it on the background and still understand it and everything like that, which is really important for me because... Again, that's not what binging is. I know. It's usually... Well, for me, binging is just getting through (laughs) one to the next to the next. I can never sit in front of a TV or computer to do it with attention. I'm always like doing laundry or cleaning or something or organizing my notes while it's on. But I really enjoyed that 90s show. I really did. I thought, like you said, the cameos were incredible. Uh, the humor was really good. It really is that '70s show, like yeah. unlike that that unlike that '80s show, which where, was awful. Yeah, it seemed like they tried too hard, and it had way. nothing to do with that '70s show. Yeah, yeah, it had nothing to do with them. Totally brand new. This, it, it feels like it is that '70s show. It's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And then speaking of binging, uh, the last shout out goes to Contra Las Cuerdas 
or in English, it's Against the Ropes, is a another new show on Netflix. And I know I said the other week when you were talking about Squid Game that I don't watch dub shows and I don't like dub shows, but this one gets a pass because it's pro wrestling. The premise of it is the main character she gets out of jail. She went to she went to jail for something she didn't do, and nobody believes her basically. But when she gets out, she tries to win over her daughter, so she becomes a pro wrestler because her daughter loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rey Mysterio is in it, as are a few of the other Mexican wrestlers. Lady Apache, she's in it. She also worked on it uh, as a trainer with Norman Smiley. Huh. So, and it's a co-produced WWE show. So I've seen commercials for it during WWE programming, but they don't mention it on WWE. And I think that's weird, but I really liked that they made the daughter like super smart with her knowledge of wrestling. Like she knew Rey Mysterio debuted as the Green Lizard. That's obviously the English translation, but I thought that was really cool to include that. And it's like, Rey Mysterio is actually treated like the top top as is Pero Aguayo. So I think that stuff is like stuff like that is so cool to me. And I'm really, I'm really enjoying this show. So it's on Netflix. Check it out. Look up uh, against the ropes. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our. right our mark out moment of the week i gotta say definitely seeing aubrey plaza and amy poehler reprise their roles from parks and rec for a weekend update on saturday night live this past weekend yeah that was was a a, that was a big moment like i'm not a big fan of parks and rec given i have never watched it so i've but i'm not too familiar with it i did watch that snl and I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I disagree with you, though, because when we went over it, you were like, oh, this sketch was good, this sketch was good, this was good, this was good, this was good, so, but this one was bad. You hated one sketch. No, the, I didn't like the nun one. one. I didn't like... You didn't like I the... I thought... <laughs> the Miss Universe one was a little bit But now I, you understand it. Of course, I, I understood it beforehand, too. How did you know that? You what do you knew? mean? It was all over the internet. I didn't see it. No, no, yeah. The French Miss Universe was all, it was a uh, it went viral when it but happened. I, I popped for Tony Hawk being part of that. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I popped for Tony Hawk, but I it fell flat for me. My biggest the thing that I liked the most was the Black Lotus skit. Fantastic! It combined I, both seasons into the sketch too, so I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not. I I don't know White Lotus. But Everyone thought, should be watching White Lotus. A hundred percent. That's what I hear. But it's you know, so good. I thought that Aubrey Plaza was hilarious, uh, portraying a uh, the Puerto Rican desk uh, hostess, yeah, or bartender, whatever she was. Um, that was hilarious. But there's a lot of cameos on this episode of SNL. Um. I marked four on the price uh, on the price is right. It, wait, was it the price is right? Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. It was on Let's Make a Deal where they had women of uh, wrestling. Um, they were featuring that. 
So they had two of the actresses on Women of Wrestling come out. and Actresses? Wrestlers? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'd say so. Are they, is it actually wrestling or are they yeah. actresses? No, they're wrestling. They're wrestlers. Are they? I mean, in Glow, they're not wrestlers. No, Glow is, <laughs> Glow, yes, Glow, they were wrestlers too, though. I wouldn't say that. Glow, f- the TV show, no. <laughs> Glow, exactly. the actual thing that took place in history, yeah. they were pro wrestlers, yes. So then this show, it's not like Glow on Netflix? No, is this it? is a real promotion. It, it's it's inspired by Glow, but yeah, this is a real a real promotion. Huh. Well, they had AJ the Lee's coach. part of it. I didn't even know she was still wrestling. She's not wrestling. She's the commissioner or something. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, they had two uh two I'm of the wrestlers well on there on, on the show. What's that? I'm not well versed on it though. Yeah, I had no clue, but you had um Wayne Brady doing his impression of like pretty much macho man. Uh but yeah, I marked for that. I always mark out for uh pro wrestling stuff that makes it onto actual TV like that. Speaking of pro wrestling to make it on actual TV, American Auto is back for season 2 on NBC and Eric Stone Street joined the cast, but his character at one point mentioned John Cena. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's always like cool to, to hear when a wrestler's mentioned in a TV show that's not related to wrestling. And he's such a mark too. I love it. Like I always I think, think about this Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar though. I know. I love that Brock Lesnar video that he did. <laughs> he <had laughs> multiple Brock Lesnar videos, I think. <laughs> yeah, multiple where he's just doing the video. He's like, no Brock. <laughs> Where he's like, the um, next person I see, I'm going to beat up. And then it's, well, no, no, Brock. <laughs> yeah, he's really funny. Um, also, and it's cool it, to see Brock Lesnar having that sense of humor. Yeah, but in, in relation to that. John Cena, WWE 2K23 was announced this week. And I'm 100% convinced this was supposed to be last year's game. <laughs> uh-huh. 2K22 celebrated the 25 years of the NWO. In its 26th year. And then this celebrates 20 <laughs> years of John Cena in his 21st year. That's funny. Bad Bunny at least makes it in this year, so that's cool. And again, no physical collector's edition. I was hoping that was just a COVID thing with last year, but now it's hmm. just a digital thing. And I I want... There's a, a, a Ruthless Aggression, an icon pack that comes with a Ruthless Aggression pack. And that's a digital thing, a digital only thing. I was hoping to get like an actual collector's edition where I would buy that one. You get the DLC with it. Now I got to wait three months for it, which sucks. I hate when that happens. It seems like it's cost productive not to have another copy out there. I guess so. Yeah. And they get to charge the same price anyway. Exactly. It's cost Even though you don't get and... autographs, you don't get ring mat, ring worn stuff. I mean, business-wise, it's a smart decision. What do you mean autographs and ring-worn stuff? In the collector's edition, you would have, like, the, the they had, um, was, I think maybe the last collector's edition was the SmackDown one, maybe, where they would, they gave you an autograph from either Rey Mysterio, Edge, or Kurt Angle, amongst other things. Oh. Uh-huh. The, the year prior to that, I think, might have been Charlotte and Ric Flair, where, you got a piece of Ric Flair's, one of his robes, the classic one or one from 2004-ish. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. Mine is from 2004. That one, I think, could have easily come with an autograph piece to it, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Years past, there was a Nakamura autograph. I think John Cena an autograph. Maybe Stone Cold. Maybe Undertaker also had autographs in collector editions. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was disappointed that they decided to do the, the digital thing only because now I'll have to wait three months to pick up the pack. I'm 100% getting it. I it's, mean- um, it, it's the prototype leviathan and then ovw brock lesnar and randy orton but they're missing a few people in that class yeah rico and shelton benjamin it would i I don't i wouldn't have expected rico but shelton benjamin should have 100 percent been part of that yeah but when Um, wwe mentions it it's always the big four yeah the big four but Um, it's gonna be a john cena showcase but there's also the return of the smackdown fist Yes, that well, that arena was always like you were able to create it, but now it's like back in. Yeah, I think from what I saw, the WrestleMania twenty eight's back in. The last time that that fist was actually in a video game, I think it was twenty thirteen. It was a long time ago. No, I didn't even realize it. Absolutely not. Would have been yeah. like twenty seventeen or something. No, they I had thought... John Cena versus Brian Danielson on Velocity. That's cool. So that was definitely like in the game recently. Hmm. But the showcase, instead of having, I guess this is where you get around stuff like having CM Punk in it. Oh, it was the first first time in the game in 15 years. So, yeah, there's no way. Is that did they not have a, the same arena? Um, <clears throat> Let's see. The da, da, da. fifteen years. This is the fist. The last two thousand nineteen. It says WWE the two K nineteen. It says the first time that wait. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The first time that the fist was in was in two thousand eight. Um. That's also not correct. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Oh, here. Uh, nope. Yeah, I'm seeing the last time that it was used was fifteen years ago, in a game. What does it actually say? The SmackDown Fist will be in a WWE game for the first time in 15 years. It was literally in 2K19. Hmm. They had Brian Danielson versus John Cena. Part of the show. Maybe maybe as maybe they mean as a arena that you can wrestle in. You were not able showcase, to wrestle in it. But just with those two wrestlers, right? Nope. What do you mean? You were able to use it in any mode. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, that's why we don't write for these people. But but they get around like having CM Punk or Big Show or something like that by having it be matches that John Cena lost. Which and I that, think is is like really good because how many really how many matches do you want to play as John Cena? No offense to John Cena. But that's genius too. I mean, advertising wise, I think that I thought that that commercial was great where they said that he was just like, listen, you're going to be playing as the picking up the wins where I couldn't. Yeah. I think that here I'm seeing the last time it appeared as a default arena in a series was SmackDown versus Raw 2008. Maybe as a default, but you unlock this one and you're able to use it in everything. Yeah. So I think it's just it just means as a default. Well, but yeah, I, uh. Yeah, so it's just matches that he lost 
But the bigger part of this is that War Games was finally going to be in the game. That's, I think, the real markout moment. And the inclusion of OVW, of course, and Bad Bunny. I agree with you. I agree with you. And the commercials are really good, too. I mean, with the not being with Gina, Cena not being seen. One mode that I would think is cool is a like uh can you beat Cena? Like how they did the Undertaker one where you had to face Undertaker under his circumstances where he could disappear and stuff. Yeah. It would be interesting if they had that with John Cena, like a beat John Cena where he's invisible. Uh making the he, first invisible wrestler since WWF attitude. <laughs> Basically, I, for the most part, because head was in there, but the bad. Oh the, yeah, that's true. The, you could see heads, head, and the hands. I believe. Um. Yeah, you can see the hands, but that would be interesting. So I have to wonder if William Regal will be part of this game, or if he's not allowed to. Huh. But hopefully, he is. hopefully we get like Carlito. Hopefully, Wade Barrett returns to the game. Maybe we could get like the uh, the SmackDown parking lot brawl between John Cena and Eddie Guerrero. I think that'd be a cool, like different attire choice to have mm-hmm. right off the bat in that John Cena commercial at one night stand with Rob Van Dam. John Cena ain't in the right gear. So hopefully they change that, <laughs> but that's really the mark out moment of the week. And that is episode 625. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to listen to every episode on marketout.com. Check us out on Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161 on both Twitter and Instagram. Chris Sweendog on Twitter, CMSweeney85 on Instagram, David PTDPT on both, of course, uh, MarkingOut11 on Instagram, and YouTube, check us out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out, And check us out on TikTok. Also, next week is going to be the uh, 12-year anniversary episode of Marking Out, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah. But for now, we wish you the... the- Best of luck luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic...